Well, hi, Devils fans. I'm Matt Laughlin. Welcome to the Devils official podcast. And we come to you from beautiful Arizona. And we are joined by Ken Danico, drafted in 1982 by the Devils, and John McClain, his good friend, drafted in 1983. Two longtime Devils giving us a few minutes of your time. And guys, thanks very much. It's always good to see you two guys together. Yeah, no, so we've, we have a lot of great memories together. Uh, Dano was a uh, highly touted draft pick in 1982. Um, this is all according to himself when we broke in. <laughs> Very, you know, so it, it was fun. We had, a lot, we had a lot of great years. We had a lot of great years when we were young guys, so um, it was a lot of fun. Not great years on the ice, but it was a lot of fun, wasn't well, it? Well, we went through some lean years, but uh, that made it that much more gratifying, obviously, to come full circle and be with the team uh, over 10 years before before we finally hosted the Stanley Cup, which was obviously the ultimate goal for every player. But we did have fun. We weren't very good early on, but we had fun. But all kidding aside, I think I think we believed eventually, right, Mac, that yeah. we, we were building something. And yeah. We had some good young guys. Yeah, we had a lot of great young guys. We had a lot of great mentors as well. Like, we, you know, when Max McNabb came in, he started to – surround us with a lot of veteran players guys uh you know grizzled vets throughout the uh, league you know donnie levers mel bridgman uh phil russell you know bobby dave Lawrence, lewis, dave lewis Bo- uh, mike kitchen so we had a lot of great older guys rich preston to show us the way kind of thing but not Didn't only we even have joel quenville we, for a, I, a little I bit think joel i missed joel <laughs> i think he was your first year yeah, i yeah. missed joel and and uh but you know they that's how you build a team and and we were receptive enough um to uh, take the advice uh Sometimes too receptive, um, maybe off the ice, but on the ice we were uh, receptive. And we can't forget the great Chico Rash. Yeah, that's he, right. He was in that. He, yeah, we, we love Chico. No, no question. Everybody does. But, you know, you bring up the veterans, but I'm thinking about the youth on that team. You guys were just pups, and it wasn't just the two of you in those early years, right? Patty Verbeek, Joey Sorrell. I'm yeah. going to leave names out, but yeah. there were a lot of teenagers, early 20 guys, cutting their teeth in a far different National Hockey League than we have today. Well, no question. I mean, yeah, with Joey and uh, Patty, uh, Kirk Muller followed mm-hmm. us the, uh, the following year. Daniel's 82, I'm 83, uh, Kirk's 84, so it just kind of went in progression. We had Rocky Trache was uh, around there for a while with us from Daniel's year, and then um, speaking of Arizona, we got a kid out of Northern Arizona University. We had no <laughs> idea who he was, but he happens to come in. Greg Adams, uh, you know, comes in and uh, Rookie of the Year does, uh, puts up numerous points so we were building something uh, special and uh, did we all stay together no to win the cup but we all started something together in the 80s and and I think it's kind of went through the organization um, you know to to what help make it what it is today you were roommates like there was a lot of, a lot of the young guys we, we, were together. We, we were roommates, yeah. We, we kept uh, – Dano would never pay for rent. He would just come and stay. <laughs> he would just come and stay, stay on whatever couch he could find. <laughs> resident, <laughs> resident, resident, resident <laughs> occupant. Eventually yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a place with Patty for Beaker. That's made, right. You, and yeah, Beaker, Beaker made me pay. Yeah, Beaker, yeah Beaker, <laughs> no one rides for free with Beaker, I can tell you that right now. So uh, it, it was a lot of fun, though. So it was me, Patty Verbeek, uh, Joey Sorrell, and Kirk Muller. We had a, we had a house there in uh, Clifton – Clifton Park, I believe it was. So, um, you know, we had a lot of fun um, as, as young guys. So, you know, l- listen, we're all the same age. Our college years, you know, yeah. none, none of us really, none of us went to college. We were fortunate enough to be professional athletes at 18, 19, 20 years old. And um, for some reason, they allowed us to live on our own. You know, now I remember when Shani finally came in. Where Shani had a, you live with the Contis as well, right? Right, right. So um, they live with Judge Conti, and, and so they kind of put the guys in, um, 
you know, housing, uh, uh, if you will. But us, they kind of left us to ourselves. Well, the so. only reason I was with the Contis and it, it turned out free. To, be, to be great, it was free. <laughs> and I broke my leg. I went over That's for right. dinner and That's I never right. left for about four months. <laughs> 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 but it was kind of like a frat house, the original. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah absolutely. It was, it was, yeah. In the National uh, Hockey League. Yeah, National Hockey League. And we, we, if somehow the, uh, the veterans made us have the year-end parties as well. So <laughs> Because, you know, there wasn't a lot of furniture to break and there wasn't a lot of things going on. So uh, they, uh, they kind of forced us yeah. into it. But we were happy to oblige. And, and obviously <laughs> it was a different time. And we did have a lot of fun. But what made that group special? And, and like Max said, players move on. You make trades before we became a, a champion. Uh, you got to trade good players to yeah. get good players. We had fun, but that group, I mean, played. Every time uh, the puck dropped, I think it was at 7.30 at the time, the guys came to play. We had character guys, and those young guys we had, we had fun, but we had character, meaning on the ice it was a group that wanted to win. We wanted to build something like Mac was mentioning. Yeah. It's, you know, those, those are, those are, you look on those years fondly and, you know, Dano mentions that, yeah, some of the guys had to leave, but the guys that brought in, you know, like Kirk, uh, Kirk got traded. We get Stefan Richet, Kirk goes to Montreal. He's the missing piece of Montreal to win a cup. We get Stefan Richet. He's part of the big part of our winning the 95 cup. So the trades happen for whatever reasons, you know, they happen for different reasons, but Beaker, they, Beaker, Beaker, yeah. we move Beaker, for Bobby Holik, Bobby Holik, um, you know, Greg Adams gets traded to, uh, you know, which helped my career, uh, Patrick Sundstrom, one of the great, uh, centermen. We trade him and Kirk McLean. And we always had, uh, Lou Max, who uh, Marshall uh, Johnson, who was ever drafting at the time, always drafted goalies. Like mm -hmm. we had a plethora of goalies. Go down the list of NHL goalies that were in the Devils organization. It's incredible. Well, so. they drafted two others in Marty Brodeur's draft yeah. year, so they just yeah. kept drafting just kept goalies. Drafting that's for and, sure. And they panned out. You know, some of the younger fans won't recognize Patrick Sundstrom's name, but for anyone who saw him play, you played alongside him. Yeah. How? good was Patrick Suntra before the back injuries yeah, just well, derailed him. To me, I, I you know, it, to put it in today's world, or maybe he's not as, I, I said he was the original or, uh, Forsberg. I mean, he was that good. I mean, he had, the, he was just solid on the ice. He'd make little plays. I mean, it, it, me being a shooter, it was beneficial to have a guy that could hang onto the puck like he could and then just dish it over at, at, at the right time just to, uh, you know, shoot it. It was, you know, I played, it was me, uh, Patrick, and, and Shanny. We played with yeah, Mark, Mark Johnson. Johnson yeah, we had Mark Johnson. Shanny played with us. Shanny was always hiding somewhere behind the net. I'm like, <laughs> you can't hide. You're six foot three. But he always said he was open behind the net. I'm like, really? So you get it if I miss it then, okay? But but uh, Patrick was a tremendous, tremendous hockey player, and uh, it was a shame that uh, you know he wasn't able to play longer because of the back. But uh, it, uh, everything, you know, it was so much fun. There were so gr so many great players that uh, that we had through the years. Um, you know, the '80s and early '90s. It was uh, it was tremendous. Patrick, for me, was as underrated a player as there was. Uh, somebody asked me to put a list together of all time great devils and four lines and six out of D. And of course I put myself on there. Just because of games played. Top pairing. <laughs> Top pairing. I'll keep saying, I, haven't no said doubt. I had Samson right up there. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely. This guy was so skilled yeah. and strong. Yeah. Kind of what you mentioned, yeah. Mac, about hanging on to the puck. You couldn't get the puck no, off him. He no. was so strong and silky smooth hands and terrific passer. So. so all the pieces are put together and eventually the team is going to go to the Stanley Cup and win it. But I want to just backtrack a little bit before we get there to 95. 
your rookie year, you're drafted sixth overall by the Devils, yeah. highly regarded junior player. You come into a club that was the Mickey Mouse year where yes. Wayne yes. mentions in the wake of a big loss in Edmonton. <laughs> Coaching change. It's not going all that well for you, at least statistically, is it? You've got one goal oh, in 23 no, overall, games. Overall, it's not going that well for me. <laughs> I don't want to put it all on you. <laughs> well, listen, we were a young team. I mean, yeah, I, I remember it vividly. You're trying to play. Everybody's like, holy jumping, you know. As, as a rookie coming in, you know, my confidence grew later in my career as opposed to earlier. You're coming in, you're in this situation, living on your own. Uh, team sucks where we haven't won in, like, how many ever games. You look behind the bench. Billy McMillan, great great man love him to death he looks like death warmed over because we haven't won anything and it's like he's trying the best he can and he, he had me in the lineup he had patty verbeek in the lineup who else did we have we had rich Chernemas in the lineup we had a plethora of young guys that probably shouldn't be in the, the nhl at that time the nhl is not a development league no nope. and he was trying to develop <laughs> us at that point credit to him thank you you know but we really we weren't ready at that time so and then well, uh, I have to. Tell you were Tom, you were ready. I I have to tell the Tom McVie story because he came and coached after. That's they, right. Like yes. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. And yeah. we've said it many times, Matt. I know, but maybe our fans haven't heard, or a few anyway. That when he was sending Mac back to junior, he said he felt the weight of the Brendan Burden was off of Johnny Mac's shoulders because <laughs> yeah. he only scored one goal in 23 games, and you knew Mac was going to be a great player. Just like he said, there was a lot of pressure, and you're not winning. You're young. It can wear on you. And they sent him back, and he seemed kind of relieved. He's going to go back to junior and, and, you know, get his offense going and come back and, and be a successful player in the National Hockey League. And he sent me down, was going to send me down, and I said, are you crazy? I'm the best defenseman you've got. So there was a little different mentality. Then, now we <laughs> Definitely, I'm like, oh, God, thank God. You know, it's like, you know, and sent me back for the World Juniors, which it still happens today, right? Sure. Like, the guys who well we, in Arizona you Arizona, sent, you sent the guy Barrett and it's gonna and it's gonna be good for him it's gonna be a good experience for him you don't think so at the time you're like because you know you're making pretty good money you're like everything's going well you and you get sent back but if you go back with the right frame of mind which I did it was you know it was the right thing you know Tommy I was mad at Tommy at the time but you know looking back it's the best thing that happened Kenny, yeah, of course, Kenny. Like, are you kidding me? And and you know, look at the look at the D we had, and I'm not going to mention any names. You were probably right, Kenny. <laughs> but, as for four lines, they could they could find they could find somebody to fill my role. Like, it's not that hard to find somebody to score one goal as far uh -huh. as my what my role was at that point. So, um, but uh, it, it it did help my career. Uh, you know, I just wanted to play so bad. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I was a little overconfident, but having said that, I don't. It wasn't that. I wanted to play in the National Hockey. I thought I was physically ready so and i didn't have to score goals i didn't have that pressure no. of scoring goals no. like johnny Matt. Had to keep Drop the mitts once in a while hammer a guy <laughs> once in a while in the corner i was ready to go <laughs> he had a lot more pressure than me putting the puck in the net and of course you eventually do come up and you go on to become the devil's all-time leading scorer patrick elias has since surpassed you but nonetheless your place in devil's history is secure you also score what, until Jason Arnott buries the Stanley Cup game that's winner, right. is the most famous goal in Devils history, and that's in Chicago as they go to the playoffs for the first time. When did you guys start to sense that all those hardships of the early years were starting to abate and there were some good things churning here? Yeah, you know what? I, I mean, we, we, I don't, it's a weird feeling. We could feel it, and, I, you know, uh, we, we can't say we had that success without saying Lou comes into the picture at that point, and, the confidence that he gave, gave us to make that run, you know, we, we, we made a coaching change and then we, we just seemed to gain confidence. And 
you know, everything was foreign to us, what Lou was doing. You know, he was putting us up in hotels. He was, um, you know, offering us car services to get there. He was offering us meals to everything. He took all he wanted us to do, and he still does it to this day, is play hockey. He took all the distraction away from us. And I can remember, I, I, Daniel, you probably remember too, there wasn't a lot of hockey on TV, but I remember uh, – who, who somebody tied or somebody didn't get the point that they should have got Winnipeg, Winnipeg was it? or somebody Rangers yeah, and Winnipeg Rangers, somebody. Rangers and Winnipeg they didn't get the point and we're in the hotel at this point and you guys are like yes. we don't have you know no Twitter or no, <laughs> no phones to text <laughs> the doors open up right yes. in, the, in the hallway and everybody's ah, you know and, and then we we knew that we were hooting you know, and hollering yeah, yeah, we, yeah, it opened the door yeah, it was right at the end you know, of the year it's like you're telling us there's a shot you know, that's yeah. really what it was. Mm-hmm. And then we went on this incredible run with, you know, the goaltending was outstanding. Berkey was tremendous. You had Bobby Sove comes up with one of the biggest games, uh, you know, ever. To get a point uh, in Buffalo. Point. That, that, just that point was so huge for us. He stood on his head. And then for us to go into Chicago, I don't think there was any question that we were not going to win that game in Chicago. We well, it got a little nerve-wracking. We did. You know, Kenny had opportunities to put the game away for us at <laughs> right. that time with his yes. offense. But, I you know, my memory's not tremendous. I remember that day like yesterday because I remember we were staying at the hotel. We played the night before yeah, and beat we played, the Islanders, yeah, I believe, right? Stay at the hotel, Lou limos to the game. If you want to go early, don't wait for the bus. Whatever we wanted, we got to the game. We were all ready. Remember it. Berkey, you know, going into, you know, we score the goal, score the goal, tie it, go into overtime. Berkey's, Berkey had the air about him, the confidence. Let's go, boys. And we just kind of kind of felt it there that we were going to win that hockey game. I was the fortunate one to score the goal. But, you know, score the goal was a great play by, you know, Joey Sorella makes yeah. a tremendous – actually, Patrick Sunstrom makes a great play just before that to help Joey. Joey makes a tremendous play. Puck bounces out to me, a fortuitous bounce, panger. We still talk about it every day, <laughs> every time we see him. And, you know, it's in the back of the net. We went 7-0-1 on that run to make the plus. And – Mac brings that up, and I almost forgot about that. We're in the hotel. During that run, staying in hotels even for home games. Yeah, for home games. And everybody coming out of their rooms and hooting and hollering because we needed help. Even though we went 7-0-1 down the stretch, uh, 15 of 16 points, we needed help to get in. It wasn't going to be enough. And when Winnipeg uh, scored a late goal or something along those lines, I believe, against it was the Rangers, and we were like, just going crazy yeah. so so you're telling us there's a chance yeah exactly and this group was such a character group that we're if you crack the window uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump through okay. because we knew we had the opportunity to finally get over that hump and and all those lean years make all those lean years worth it and i scored the opening goal that night kirk on a great play by kirk muller i'd been out there for 10 seconds only I come back to the bench, Schoenfeld, our coach at the time, tells me, get back out there, it's your shift. Like, I go, I, I can't, I'm way too excited. So he took me off, I said, let me regroup here a little bit. And true story, <laughs> I said, I'm way too excited. So I knew the importance of the game. And I don't score much and I happen to score the opening goal. And I said, no, Shoney, take me off for a little bit. <laughs> I mean, so we could spend hours just leading up to, uh, but let's get to 94, then 95, of course, you win the championship. 94, what memories, Johnny, do you take out of that, that year? Well, I mean, we had a we had a tremendous team, and you know, it, it, the Rangers series. As I said, my memory's not tremendous, but you you remember the Rangers series, and you just remember, um, you know, for us living in in that area, we, we were always still a little bit, you know, the little brother uh, of the Rangers type deal with the fan base. It's changed 
changed totally now. I mean, the Devils fans are, you know, strong uh, for their team and there's a great support. But just being in the Met area and how, um, you know, that series was so impactful for that tri-state area just to put us put us kind of on the map. And we kind of, uh, you know, knew that we, we had a shot um, to get there. And just, you know, disappointing. But, you know, the, to go through that grind that we went through to get there, I just thought it made the, the following season not the season wasn't easy the following season, but the playoffs were, we we were on a mission. Um, well, we know, turned the switch come yeah, playoff like, time we just because said, we came hey, so close yeah, the year before. Yeah, we knew what the playoffs were about finally. Yeah. And we, we said, okay, this is what it's going to take. And the same idea, everybody, it was a buy-in from everybody. There was no complaints about anything that was done. We ate at Borelli's too many times to count. We, you know, we <laughs> in Sea Caucus, we great place, yeah, one of Lou's favorites. We, we stayed at the, uh, you know, Marriott Gunpoint Point there. Yeah, we, we called the Marriott Gunpoint because he had he had guards <laughs> we, at every door to make sure no way we in or no, no way out. You know, but we were totally accepting. Lou, of that it. is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was totally accepting of it because the end result ended up with the, the ring that Dano's wearing, getting to hoist the cup, and for Dano, myself, and uh, Bruce. Bruce were you know bruce was 82 dano 82 me 83 it's you know hey you know we 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 were a part of something that um you know we saw to to the end bruce bruce driver of course is the person you're referring to and then you three had a private moment with the cup after game four the celebration beat detroit sweep the red wings and then the three of you decide to kind of escape the madness of the locker. Was that you or Bruce? Just it certainly wasn't me. Let's, I was let's, too let's, fired. Let's, I'm let's, to, let's I was going to get ready to celebrate. Let's guess who it was. Bruce. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, was the, it was the great Bruja. It wasn't either one of us. It wasn't either one of us. It was the great Bruja who, who, who uh, you know, orchestrated that like he orchestrated we a lot of things. We still see that picture around yeah, the lot. Yeah, which, it, which, which was a special thing because it meant, Ten it plus meant, years it meant a lot to us. Like we, you know, we played a lot of years where we got kicked in the teeth too you know so to be finally be on top and you know it was just a it was special special moment what do you remember if anything about the celebrations that followed yeah, well no i mean the celebrations were great you know this is all you mac yeah because <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> the celebrations um uh, chrissy todd whitman the governor at the time very involved uh with us down around the room the you know we got we got everything we needed there the the parade uh, you know and makes fun of it it doesn't matter where your parade is we headed around at, at the Meadowlands yeah. it was the parking, the parking lot, lot. Yeah. Parking but lot you know parade. what but that, it was awesome that's okay yeah. and and that was that was where we played we had a lot of great memories from Continental Brendan Byrne whatever you want to call it. I don't even Izod whatever it is now <laughs> I don't know but we had a lot of great memories so it was it was a it was it was tremendous and just to have that opportunity to finally hoist the cup celebrate it with the state of New Jersey we put ourselves mm -hmm. on the map Dano's been part of all three. It just kind of continued that, um, you know, legacy of, of winning. So all positives from that, and we just uh, move forward. Well, all us guys took pride in obviously being the yeah. first Jersey team with the New Jersey yeah. on front of it to win in professional sports, to win a championship. And you realize how tough it is to win. I mean, great run in 88, one game from the Stanley Cup Finals after just getting the playoffs on Johnny Mac's heroic goal. And then it took us seven more years. Like we thought we were going to be there a lot earlier, yeah. didn't we, man? Yeah, we, 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 <laughs> did, we did think that it was, you know, it was going to be easy. And we we learned um, we learned a great lesson that, you know, not take nothing for granted, because you never know when it's going to come around again. When you're a young guy, you win the cup, and now we're old guys, and we're saying what old guys told us: <laughs> Hey, guys, don't take it for granted. It doesn't come around. 
enjoy the enjoy the ride while you're there it's not gonna this isn't an automatic thing and so it, it went through years different things happen Dano stays I leave I come back you know as a coach different different things but so you get those opportunities they're rare they're special and they they have their own little place in in your career and you you, you never rem, you never forget like a championship team I guess it's been so long. We pro- you might be able to tell a story or two. Did the cup and the team wind up going to the Verona Inn at some point? That was a favorite hanging it, spot, we, wasn't we it? Did, we did. It was probably because it was close to every, where everybody lived. We all lived in that. Was Mezzanote open then? Not yet. No. no. Second so it, one. Second one. <laughs> second the the Mezzanote with Dano's restaurant, Mezzanote. We probably would have went there. Verona Inn, like, you know, how Jersey is that, right? <laughs> I mean, Jersey's made up of all these small towns. We, we happen to know... Uh, you know the the guy, one of the managers or owners, whatever Marty was at the time, that uh, you know had it. So um, you know, so we went and celebrated there, and it you know it has significance to everybody. We all there. Billy Garen met his wife there. She, Cara, was a bartender there at, at, at the point. Uh, so it's all kind of intertwined. But it was a great spot to uh, have a little celebration after, where everybody could get together. Um, we this was a little bit later in the night because we did have a celebration. Did we have it at Short Hills Mall? Did we? Yeah, I think Short Hills Hotel. Hotel, Short, Short Hills Hilton. There, I think we had the little. Which is still I, going. I, I'm trying to. I'm getting them mixed up. I may get them mixed up, but we did have a celebration somewhere beforehand. Beforehand, and then we then were. Then the VI. Going. Yeah, but, and then, but it was only fitting, Mac. Yeah. The VI blue collar pub in Verona, New Jersey, yeah. where we all lived in that Essex County area. A lot of us, anyway. Only fitting, and any Devils fan that was there. Got to pick with a cup, celebrate. I mean, that's that's what we were—a bunch of a really good team, yeah. but a bunch of really hardworking blue-collar guys. Really, same mentality as as a lot of our fans. Yeah, I mean, I mean, probably if we played for the Rangers, we'd be at a, a little specialer, <laughs> a little. Oh, that's what we wanted. <laughs> yeah, that was like, awesome. <laughs> yeah, but you know, for us, that was just the the perfect uh, yeah. setting for for that for that first one, anyways. Yeah, uh, and perfect as you said for the New Jersey Devils. So time is wound down here and so i do want to touch upon a couple of things you mentioned you left the devils yeah contract dispute with there's a lot of different things that (laughs) that go into leaving and but you demanded a trade yeah i did and at that time it was the right right thing for me and my family 1997 yeah so and 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 you know did things work out yeah they worked out and then they worked out for the devils as well you know you look back i i don't look back i I cherish my years with the Devils, have a tremendous relationship with Lou still to this day. But, you know, and Dan will back this, business is business. And, you know, and the one thing that we know with Lou and we've learned and and we carry on the lessons of, the most important people in the, uh, the most important thing in the organization is the crest. That's the only thing he worried about. Not what I did, not what anybody else, not the individual does, it's what the team does. And, you know, we came, came to that the decision. You know, I remember it. Lou calls me, hey, you know, he called me when he traded me, told me face-to-face. We had breakfast at the Turtle Brook Inn. Uh, the, we had the whole thing. So <laughs> left on good terms, not a, not a bad thing. It's, it's hard to leave, but you know what? Came back as well. So, um, you know, for me and my family at that point, it was a, it was a good move. And, you know, it worked out for everybody. Do I have time to ask him one question? Sure. What, what was it like being an assistant coach and winning the Stanley Cup? Like a, a different feel, but that would be yeah, just well, as I gratifying. Mean, listen, it, which it is in 2003. 2003, the last yeah, year, yeah. It, 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 tremendous. Like we had a great year that year. You, you, you were a big part of it. You, you know, uh, Bernsey did a tremendous job. Bernsey and Carpy and 
myself as the assistant coaches, we, you know, and Shock, uh, Coot was there, right? Shock, Coot? Was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Old Shock yeah. Karan was, was there. The so we had a great staff, and I, you know, it's kind of like you remember a little bit more as far as watching the games. I remember the Anaheim series, like we couldn't, we couldn't win on the road. We was <laughs> a Homer series, you know, Rupper getting in, you getting in, yeah, you know, the yeah. decisions that Pat made, and you had a lot of respect for Pat as far as like the decisions that he made. It was probably, for me, as a player and as a coach watching, probably one of the best, um, best uh, game in-game coaches that I've seen, day of game that I've seen. Um, just just had this tremendous ability. I remember in Ottawa there. Uh, I remember getting off. Was it game seven? Did we play go seven games with Ottawa? Seven games, mm-hmm. yeah. Games. We were in Jeff Ottawa. Jeff Friesen, late goal. We're, we're in Ottawa going before we get off the bus. And Bernsey, in, you know, I won't use the language here, but in colorful language like he did, he stands up on the bus. And they in Ottawa, they had all the, the trailers, like the TV trailers and everything. Mm-hmm. And he stands up, and I don't know if you remember this. He stands up on the bus, turns around, and he goes, "Hey, you, you know, you guys see that? Blah 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 blah. You know what those are? They think they're going to the Stanley Cup Finals. That's what they are. They don't even think that they 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 got them here already. You know, and and it was a motivational thing at the time. And he just picked it out of the air right away. Of course, we go in <laughs> and we we win the game in Ottawa. So tremendous, you know, tremendous at that moment. That's what needed to be said. And he said it at that time, and it motivated the guys to go and play. Rupper gets in game seven, game seven scores game a couple seven, of goals. Huh? Yep. Rupper's like, uh, you know, don't know if he's playing. He's not playing. Gets in. Boom. What happens? Dano gets Dano back in. Dano knew he wasn't playing yeah. until <laughs> the night before. Yeah. You're going in game seven. Yeah. Yeah, against Anaheim, yes, I played six and seven against Ottawa. Yeah, yeah. Missed all the and, and I knew, obviously, your career, your career changes. Uh, your role. Yeah. Uh, when, as you get older. Uh, he was a little more accepting at that point. Not, not, not much, not but a little much, bit. A little I, bit. I, know, I, was, I was so intense and such a competitor. But, but I will say, and Mac, I think, knows the story, and you know it too, Maddie, is the fact that I thought I'd get in game five because it was two, two apiece and thought maybe I could bring a spark a little bit for my, for my role. Like I said, I understood where I was at. You're always disappointed when you're not in. I was 39 years old, and I get it. So I just wanted to win now. And then he tells me night before the game, after flying back from Anaheim, go back to the hotel because we played in Anaheim Wednesday, Friday at home, so not much turnaround, long flight, west coast, to east coast. Takes me outside, it's dark out. He goes, you're in tomorrow night, don't tell anybody, and walks away. I was stunned. I'm going, getting on the phone to a friend and my wife at the time, and I go, now he's nuts because I don't think I should be in. I'm like going, I just want to win. I don't want to be that guy that makes that one mistake to cost the guys that have never won a cup, a Stanley Cup. I'm going, he's crazy. And they're telling me, you played over 1,200 games, 175 in the playoffs. It's like riding a bike. Stop it. I'm going, no, I'm really nervous now. <laughs> so he, he did, like, we used to skate the guys of every year, Bichak and uh, Richard Smalik, uh, who was another defenseman. And Bernsey went up to him once. He goes, hey, you're playing. And he goes, me <laughs> like he hadn't played he's like you want me to play he goes yeah you're playing who was that big jack no uh, uh Schmelik. Schmelik. Oh, Schmelik. <laughs> he goes me you want me to play he we're goes, all yeah. like oh no Why this is fine say? let's just win <laughs> 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 He was, like, he, was shocked. he was like, he was just as happy to skate without me and the, the extras. So I'm like, yeah. and then he's like, I got to skate, I got to play. We're yeah. like, yeah, we got to play now. Yeah, you got to. Yeah. So that was probably the only time in Dano's career where he thought he shouldn't be yeah, in the Oh, absolutely. I'm going like, going no. back to I was being realistic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but your last game was the Stanley Cup championship game. Johnny, thanks so much for giving us your time. 
and, and you may not want to talk about this at all, and we can move on and say goodbye. Anything you want to say about what happened in 2010 as head coach, where you were let go around this time? I mean, yeah. it's, well, it's probably it still actually, fresh. It was actually December 23rd. So, <laughs> so yeah, well, okay, there you go. It's Merry Christmas. No. Uh, but, I mean, there you was so go much. Yeah, yeah, you do, you do. But so much happened that year that people don't necessarily yeah, acknowledge. They, don't. they just look at the Kobe, the yeah. contract is late. Uh, cap issues that prevent you from fielding a full team against yeah. Pittsburgh Zach, early in the Zach season. Zach was hurt. Parise was hurt. Marty Nate suffers said, an injury. Marty gets a freaky injury. So, yeah, a plethora of things. All I will say about that, I was ecstatic to get an opportunity to be the head coach of the New Jersey Devils. It didn't work out my way. I don't, you know, it, it's, you know, it happens sometimes. And, you know, we, the, the coaching change in Jersey doesn't make John Hines a bad guy. Doesn't He's a good coach. And you just kind of go on. You move on with life. Ecstatic that I got the opportunity to do it. And, you know, you never know if you get another shot at it. I'm assistant coach now here in Arizona. And, and successful one at that. Yeah, and you know what? The game's been great to me, so I have no negatives about any of it. Um, you know, you go through the process, not throw any players, any persons under the bus. You know, it lands on me. It happens. But, you know, you pick yourself up and move on. No different than you get traded, you have a bad you have a bad year, you, you got to bounce back, and that's kind of how I, I've treated it. And, but to be the head coach of the New Jersey Devils, I still, there's always a place in my heart for the Devils, even if I'm in Arizona, if I'm here or there. You know, I follow the Devils closely still to see how they're doing, know their personnel, want them to do well, but, you know, that it was just part of the anything part of you the, would do differently oh there's always things you would do differently I mean, <laughs> and, and, and Lose, you, the, you, the you may not want to talk about it. it's kind of the elephant in the room but like no kobe would, would you have done anything yeah, different with that in terms of scratching that night? yeah uh, i don't know about that okay you know you gotta hang, hang to your principles at some point and sometimes you have to you may handle it in a different way sure yeah but that that comes from experience how do you get experience you go through it and guys that get the opportunity the second time around, you change. There's certain things that you change. You would do, um, you know, you'd have different situations, and it's a learning process. Um, you know, and when you think you're ready, it's it's kind of like a young guy, right? Is he? You keep him in the minors. You keep. Hey, is he ready? Is he ready? Hey, I think he's ready. Well, again, it, the NHL is not a development league. So, you know, I coached, was head coach the year before in uh, Lowell. Did a great job. Yeah, we got in the playoffs for the first time, had a great time. And then circumstances up up above, you know, uh, Jacques leaves. uh, You know, it's like they're looking for somebody. So, you know, timing maybe not been what it could have been, but it happened, and I would not trade it for the world. One thing about all the guys, especially on the first cup and and – Moving forward, you always have to have character. But that was our young guys. We had character. No different. Mac had a lot of character. You you have some ups. You have a lot of downs. You pick yourself up and, and you chalk it up as another experience. Yeah, I would that, assume, 100%, right? One hundred percent. Yeah. And if you ever if I ever got another opportunity, don't know. May I may be retired before I do. But if I do, yeah, you're going to do a, a lot of things different. But you're going to do them different because you've had the experience as well. And, and I only wanted to give you that opportunity because that should not cloud anything that you've done as a devil. I know you're not a devil now. You're with the Arizona Coyotes. But <laughs> no. basically one of the yeah, originals, retired well. as the all-time leading scorer, won a Stanley Cup, the first ever. There were so many good things. But I know that's a little black cloud in some ways. I just thought, yeah, you know what? The, the, the black clouds for other people it's not a black cloud for me there I'm you like go. you know it's it's not <laughs> i hey, I, I would national. never oh yeah i would coach. never trade any of my experiences that i've had in new jersey they've been all great 
both boys born there, met my wife there, the whole thing. So it's all anything Jersey's positive and it, little little blips here and there. We all have them in, at different times in different fa- different facets of life. I had it. I move on, but um, all positive memories from New Jersey. I, I would change a couple of things, Mac, but that's for another podcast unedited. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with the team or the ice or beer. <laughs> it didn't turn out too bad. Exactly. <laughs> didn't turn out too badly. Johnny Mac, thanks very All much right, for your time. You. A champion forever, once and forever with the Devils, and thank you very much. All right, thanks, Matty. Great to be with you, Mac. Yeah. All right, now I'll do it for this official podcast of the New Jersey Devils. Johnny McLean, Kenny Danagoy, Matt Lachlan. Thanks for listening and watching. Bye-bye.